Hey everybody, welcome to the Crush Hail Academy podcast. I am your host, Bob Argyle, and no fancy tagline for today's episode. However, we are going to discuss, well, first I'm going to give you a brief update on the job at the shop, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about an issue that I have found within our industry, the paintless dent repair industry. So that's it. Sit back and relax, and welcome to today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Crush Ale Academy podcast. Thank you for joining us. I am en route to Utica, New York right now to bail my good buddy Jeremy out. Yes, Jeremy has done an amazing job this year. I have really seen this this young man just step up. And, um, you know, this is year two that he's been with us. Uh, year one was a little rough. It was uh, very, um, it was a learning curve. You know, there's a learning curve with this this trade that we're in and some people pick it up a little quicker than others um year one was tough for jeremy and um there was numerous times in a week (laughs) where i'd send him on a service call and um maybe we're in year three now i don't know i'm gonna have to think on that but anyways um in the beginning there'd be numerous times throughout the week where he would call i'd send him somewhere and he'd be like bob i can't fix this man i need you to (laughs) come bail me out and I'd go do it because it's part of the process. I know this going in. When I train somebody, I know it's going to be a huge investment of my time in the beginning to get them to a point where they can earn a good living in this business and uh, they can kind of get you know kind of off and running. This year has been the year that I've really seen him step up, especially with the two different hailstorms that we had this year and then this hail job that we've been on for the past six weeks Jeremy has been all over the state I mean he's the guy that's going out and handling all the service calls keeping our body shops happy handling retail hail at some of our shops that you know cars that are still coming in cleanup efforts that we got going on Um, he's been doing it all and he's been holding it down and he's allowed me to do what I need to do which is focus on growing this business, building this business, taking care of the hailstorm stuff, and managing the hail technicians that are in off the road. And it's been it's been a it's been really good. It's been really good. I've almost gotten to a point where I feel like unneeded by him anymore. <laughs> so when he called today and he's got an issue at one of our best customers in Utica, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yep. The young buck still does need me. So, yeah, I'm going to head out there and I'm going to bail him out and then I'm going to make fun of him and I'm going to rub it in good just so he knows. Just so he knows that Bob is still a very important cog in this wheel. <laughs> but, uh, so, anyways, I'm going to take care of that. Um, yesterday, I want to talk a little bit about yesterday because yesterday was a crazy day for me. Yesterday was Monday. And... One of the things that I've kind of grown used to with this job over the past six weeks is Monday is usually absolutely nuts because I have technicians in off the road. They don't like sitting in their hotel rooms. They don't like going out and seeing the local community and spending money. They're away from their families. They're here to work. 
So over the weekend, even though I take the weekend off, or Dave and Heather leave and Dino leaves, um, these technicians stay and work. That's what they're here for, which is great because it keeps the wheels moving and the cars are being fixed even when I'm not there. However, when I show up on Monday, it's usually a shit show because these technicians have a tendency when everybody is gone from the shop, they have a tendency to kind of take over the shop. So when I get there, the designated area that they were all in on Friday, the agreement I have in place with Dave, I'm renting space, essentially. Although we're partners, it's two different businesses, so I needed to accommodate Dave. It's his shop, technically. So we worked out an arrangement where I would split the rent with him over the, whether it's September and October, whatever months were there working, I would split the rent, but it was for a very small kind of area of the shop because he's got his retail business coming in. He's got his fleet accounts coming in. He is very, very busy there. So we have to stay in our area. And you've heard some of my past podcasts. It's gotten a little dicey. I'm not going to get back into it, but from week to week, we have different issues (laughs) in the shop. And the one that I can count on every Monday is showing up And I have to beat Dave there because I know when he's going to roll in. If I don't have the technicians back in their kind of area of the shop, it's going to kind of just create a bad vibe for Monday. So I don't, I I need to get in there and I need to get everything handled. So when he shows up, everything's smooth and everything's good. So yesterday, that's where I was. Yesterday, I got there and I had techs all over. I had cars to move. Um... It was just, it was kind of nuts. It was kind of nuts. And I was getting to a point yesterday where I was like, I'm not sure if I can get through these last 50 cars. Like I was in that mode. I was kind of like, screw this. I've had it enough. I tell these guys every week where they got to stay. In addition to that, I've got cars that were fixed that I had to QC. I have to be in communication with the dealership, let them know how many cars are coming back, do an inventory on the lot find out how many cars are still left out there so I can make sure that my guys aren't running out of work. As I'm QCing, if I'm finding issues with the cars, I have to make sure that I'm taking care of those so we can get the cars delivered. It's just a lot. It's a lot. And yesterday I was kind of at that point where I was like, I'm done. I'm done. We got 50 cars left, but I really don't care. I'm going to send everybody home. Screw this. So I actually had to leave. (laughs) I had to go home have some lunch. The kids were off yesterday, so I went home and I saw Bobby, um, had lunch with him, hung out with him a little bit, got my head right, meditated, and then I came back to the shop. On my way back to the shop, mind you, I had already done the inventory, so I knew that we had two cars left. That was it. So I called the dealership and I'm like, Chris, Chris is my contact there. I'm like, hey, Chris, um, we're down to two cars. When are we going to get another batch? And he's like, well, he's like, how many cars are you showing that you guys have fixed. And I said, well, that's an easy one. I keep everything on my file. I'm, I'm OCD about this. So I have an Excel file on my laptop. I can tell you where every car is, whether it's come and gone, whether we've already fixed it, whether I've invoiced it, whether I've collected on that car. If the car is in my shop, where in the process that car is, how many we've even done so far. So I pulled it open. I looked at it. I said, we're at 95 cars right now. He's like, okay. He's like, so I don't think we have many more to send you. I'm like, well, actually, if my calculations are correct, you still have about 50. 
because you told me you had 147 cars. And he says, well, yeah, um, I know I said 147, but the last 17 of that batch, we didn't get. Another dealer outbid us for them. So we only had 130 cars. And out of that 130, if you guys are at 95, the owner of the dealership wants to keep approximately 20 or 25 for his in-house dent guy. They have an in-house dent guy that fixes dents. So for the owner, it makes sense for him to take some of these cars and give them to his dent guy that he's paying probably hourly or paying a salary to rather than pay us. So in this phone call, I got some news that kind of was okay. I was okay with it. I was okay with the news that I got because I realized that the job was much closer to being done than I thought. So only a couple hours earlier, I was about ready to say screw it anyway. And then I talked to Chris and Chris was like, yeah, no, you got about 10 more cars coming, dude. And then we're going to keep the rest for the in-house guy. And I was like, that's awesome. Sweet. Because I can get back to my life because it's been consuming me for six weeks now. And it's kind of knocked me off my game a little bit. I've kind of gotten out of my routines and some things that I need to do to invest in myself on a daily basis. I've kind of gotten away from it because it's just overtaken my life. But it's been a very good job. It's been a profitable job for us. I'm highly confident that if we had 147 cars, we were still going to come in on deadline in eight weeks. So they are happy with the service. They said, you guys have done a great job for us, but we're going to send you 10 more cars and then we're good. So that's going to give me about a week now that I'm going to have some downtime. I can send everybody home, get them back home to their families a little earlier than we thought. And I'll have a week before I got to go to Orlando. So I'll be able to prepare for the trip, prepare for the meetings. And I'm going to go to Orlando. I'm going to take in some great meetings and I'm going to reset. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to be in marketing mode because my hail season will finally be done. Finally. Unless another dealership goes out and buys 150 cars, 130 cars, which I've never seen before, a dealership that does that. But um, (laughs) whatever, it was a good gig for us, so we'll take the work. But I'm looking forward to getting back to normal. I'm looking forward to getting back into my routines. And my favorite part of the year is marketing season. So I'll be able to come back and then we'll be in marketing mode where we can get out. We can start meeting with shops and, um, you know, getting ready for the 2020 hail season. But that brings up the point of this episode, something that I wanted to discuss, something that has kind of irked me for a long, long time. And I've done blogs on this. I've actually got a blog that I'm just about done editing right now that I'm going to be sharing on robertargyle.com, shameless plug. And it talks about this issue. And the issue is this. We have a ton of extremely talented people in our industry, not only in their repair skills, but in marketing. We have a number, there's, well, I don't know, maybe 10,000 people like me in this country, 10,000 paintless dent repair guys. I know the estimates are all over the board, but I subscribe to that theory. There's 10,000 guys like me and girls that do paintless dent repair. And out of these 10,000 folks, There's some very talented people when it comes to marketing. So you see a ton of very high-end content being created. Podcasts, videos on YouTube, uh, online seminars, um, trade shows. 
there's a ton of new tooling companies out there and lighting companies that have really helped us as technicians really up our game as far as the type, the severity of damage that we can fix. There's Facebook forums, literally hundreds of Facebook forums for any topic within our industry. But the problem that I have with all of this content is that it's created by technicians in our industry, but it's only out, it's created for other technicians. So a lot of times it's, it kind of has this good old boy feel to it. I've gone onto the Facebook groups before. I don't even go into them anymore because it's, it's like a good old boy network. So if you're a new person coming into these groups and you have a perspective that's outside the norms of that group, they will rip you to shreds. <laughs> they will literally rip you to shreds. So it was, it just got to a point where it's very negative and it wasn't good for me. I didn't like going into them. So I've stopped going into them. But that being said, there's some great content out there. If I want to learn some new techniques about my trade, repair techniques, I can go out and I can find this content out there if you know where to look for it. If I want training on just being a better businessman inside of our industry, I can find that content because I know where to look for it. The problem is this, and this is just my opinion, but I do not see any content being created for our clients, for our number one client, in my opinion, which is body shops. All of this content that's out there a body shop owner would be hard-pressed to even find it. He wouldn't even know where to look. So if you're a body shop owner and you want education, you want training on how to properly manage a hail event, if one was to strike in your community, good freaking luck. Good luck. You're not going to know where to find it. If you're a body shop owner that wants to start implementing paintless dent repair into their business as an upsell for their clients, where do you go to find it? Aside from having a local dent guy that you could sit down and you can talk with, there's just nothing out there for these guys in an online setting. Come on, buddy. Sorry, I'm driving. So um, so that's kind of always been an issue because I love watching the content that these guys are putting together. But I just don't see anything being designed for our number one client. And as an industry, I think this is an area that we've fallen short. We've fallen short. It almost creates like an us versus them mentality between us and our number one client. You go into some of these forums and, and body shops are just talked down about. Who? What other industry talks down about their number one client? You just don't see it. But in our industry, you do. You see it every day. And it's created this kind of, it's, it's like a fractured relationship that a lot of hail repair and PDR companies have with their clients, unfortunately. And another issue that I have is it's only after a hail event strikes in that community that paintless dent repair companies like mine even want to have any kind of relationship with these shops. So they, they don't really even reach out to them. They don't even try to build a relationship with them until they have 200 hail cars sitting in their parking lot. And then everybody wants to be their best friend. So what this does is it creates this whole, it creates this whole scenario where you have body shops that don't know how to properly manage a hail event. Who do they call? 
What kind of insurances do the, does their provider need to have? What are the repair capabilities today? We're fixing much heavier damage today than we did two years ago, three years ago. So what should body shop owners expect from their PDR provider in a hail scenario? How do they market paintless dent repair in their local community so when hail hits, they are the natural selection for these people in the community to come and get their hail cars fixed? There's, there's ways that you can do this. And it's by investing, and it's by, why are you beeping at me? I didn't do anything. Quit honking at me. Be happy, dude. Anyways, so what we've done as a company, we've been working on this now for a little over a year, is we've created an online portal designed for body shop owners, insurance professionals that want to have a better idea about estimating hail damage and and repair capabilities today so when they're out in the field they have a better understanding of it so it's geared for insurance professionals body shop owners and technicians there's going to be three different parts to this portal and we're calling it dent smart u dent smart university and we're extremely excited about it andrea witten and debbie haxton have worked very hard on this project and i've been so tied up with this this hail job that i missed the conference call they did like an online conference call and they kind of rolled it out so i haven't even seen it yet so i'm looking forward to the owners meeting because i'm sure they're going to kind of roll this out to us a um, little more in detail let us know i'm interested to hear how they're going to roll this out and get this in front of the body shops but i think this is a game changer for us because there's nothing like it out there and it's exciting because anything that we can do to improve our relationships with our number one client and with insurance professionals, anything that we can do to improve those relationships is only going to help our business. So I'll keep everybody posted once I get the launch date. Um, for the body shop owners that listen to this podcast, reach out to me by email. Because what I can do is I can get you your own credentials so you can sign in and you can take a look at this portal. And give me your feedback on it. And I will take this to the owners. If there's something that we missed, if there's something you think we can do a better job explaining, if there's uh, certain video content that you want, let us know about it. Because it's going to be a concerted effort. And probably over the next 6 to 12 months, we're going to continue to tweak it and change it to get it to really be the online presence for people that are looking for education on this industry. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. So reach out to me if you want to take a look at it. You want to be one of the first ones to take a look at it. Just let me know, and I'll get you in there. I'll get you the credentials that you need. So my challenge, though, that I'm going to leave for the tech, the dent technicians that are listening to this podcast, I would challenge you to think about what you can do to start establishing yourself as not just the local dent guy. What can you do to establish a presence in your local community as the expert in the field, not just in paintless dent repair, not just in quality, but the expert in the field, the, the person that people go to, that body shop owners go to when they have a hail event? What are you doing right now to establish a presence online so that when that hailstorm hits, you are front and center. Not the 10 companies that just showed up from Canada that want their work all of a sudden, but have you established a tr trust with the body shops in your community so that you are the natural selection 
for these body shops. What are you doing right now to establish your presence? There's a ton of ideas out there. There's a ton of things that you can do. Start a podcast. Start a YouTube channel. Start a blog site. You can do an email campaign with different tips and tricks and ways for body shops to implement our service into their business. Taking a month or two out of every year to just knock on doors and introduce yourself to new body shops, to get your name out there, to make your presence known. I've seen it too many times where a local dent guy who might be very knowledgeable in hail damage management, hail catastrophe management, gets overlooked because he's never even had the conversation with his body shops. So when a hail event strikes, they go with somebody from out of state. You need to force this conversation with body shops now, prior to the hailstorm ever hitting. So you are the natural selection. It's what I've focused on doing for the better part of seven years now. And my business has reaped the rewards. This job that we just got, 130 hail cars. You wanna know how we got it? We got it through online email campaigns where I was continuing to send them educational training, videos, emails about our process. And I built some credibility there. And I built somewhat of a reputation there. So when this owner went out and bought 130 hail cars, he thought of us because there was some trust there already. So I would challenge you to think about how you can start implementing some of these strategies into your business. You gotta think, you gotta think beyond just getting out of bed and going out and fixing dents every day. It's long game versus short game. All right, so that's it for today. I'm just getting to Utica. I'm going to go in. I got to put my cape on. I'm going to go in. I'm going to bail Jeremy out. And then I'm going to get on with my day. So if you connect with this message as usual, all I would ask is that you share it up. If you know a body shop owner or insurance professional that might be um, interested in this gibberish that I put out every couple of weeks, um, you know, share it up to them. You could also check us out. Check out my blog site at robertargyle.com. Check me out at my Instagram business page, Robert, the Robert Argyle, the Robert Argyle. And you'll notice my nice fancy new picture. I had somebody that's, uh, that told me that I my uh, logo was, um, what was the terminology that they used? It wasn't very personable, basically. So they said that I had to change. I had to put a nice professional picture up there. So I did. So you're welcome. So find me at the Robert Argyle on Instagram or Robert E. Argyle on Facebook or robertargyle.com, which is my blog site that I'll be putting up a new blog here in the next couple of days, I promise. And that's it for this week. Oh, one other thing. If you could go and leave me a review. If you like my podcast, if you could leave me a review, I would greatly appreciate it because it helps my rankings. Yes, it does. I didn't know that, but it does. So that's it for this week. I thank you all for listening. Beautiful day out. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will talk to you in a couple weeks. Peace.